ओके सो लास्ट टाइम वी स्टार्टेड लुकिंग एट कॉन्विक्ट्स ऑफ द ट्रूथ एंड आई गिव एन एक्सप्लेनेशन दैट अ कॉन्विक्ट इज अ पर्सन हु has been arrested by a certain thought pattern by that i mean they are how can i put it there is no escaping that pattern of thought there is no escaping that opinion and in this case for us we know that we're not dealing with an opinion we know that we're not dealing with a pattern of thought or a mere concept or human philosophies we know that for us we are dealing with the truth the truth of god's word and the bible says they shall know the truth and the truth shall make them free hallelujah so tell your neighbor i'm a person of the truth and today there's a direction i sort of taken that i think would be really helpful and it will help you with your walk in the lord let me give you an idea of the kind of preacher i am and the kind that i'm not are we following okay i have a strange feedback i don't know why okay I believe that in the Christian faith every person has to develop themselves in certain fundamental beliefs for them to really progress and attain their destiny. Okay? I believe that we have to move from being just believers to being possessors. and i will show you from the scriptures give me john 3 verse 16 i want us to see something there the bible says for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life notice it says whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have so you move from being a believer to being a possessor but the question is what have you possessed and i'm telling you if you can grab a hold of this in the realm of the spirit if you can grab a hold of this now i've seen it work in my life i've seen it work in people's lives it will work in your life in jesus name okay now i will be dealing with a lot of hard sayings for lack of better term when i talk about hard sayings i mean some of the stuff that i'm dealing with might be contradictory to what you've been thinking or even what you've been experiencing but the word of god is above even our experiences and we shouldn't tone down the word of god to suit our experiences the moment you do that that's an insult to god don't do that hallelujah okay so we are dealing with this aspect of conviction and i promise you that this week 
I would give you a few ways in which a person can grow in the realm of conviction. How can a person grow? So number one, conviction comes by the Holy Spirit. Conviction comes by the Holy Spirit. Conviction is a spiritual thing, and so it comes by the Holy Spirit. Your level of conviction sometimes determines whether you actually have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is the down payment. The Holy Spirit is the one who testifies of the things of God. And I can tell you, even the things that we experience right now, some of them can't be compared to what the early church experienced. But why did they maintain their faith? They had a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Amen. As a matter of fact, the Bible says, He that fainteth on the day of adversary is not strong. So that means how you respond to the day of adversary, you can use that as a benchmark to determine how good you're doing in terms of your relationship with the Word and also your relationship with the Spirit. That's why I'm saying some things I'm saying are hard sayings. But you know what? It's better you hear them now because if God speaks this, then surely there are things he wants to say to you. There are things he wants to bring to you. John chapter number 16, verse 8. Let's start from verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. This is Jesus speaking. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Can you imagine Jesus was actually saying it was an advantage for him to go? Because if he did not go, the helper would not come. So Jesus already knew we needed help. He knew that for us to be able to survive the walk of faith, we all needed help. And he makes an interesting statement. He says, if I do not go away, the helper will not come. So the Holy Spirit is here for your advantage. Tell your neighbor, the Holy Spirit is my advantage. Tell another one, the Holy Spirit is my advantage. Uh-huh. And he says something about the Holy Spirit, who is your advantage? He says, when he has come, he will convict the world of sin. How come? Someone can just know if they're a sinner. <laughs> I've had ex- I, I remember one time I was preaching at Unza. I think I, I went there for... I wasn't... I'd left the school by then, but I was invited for a service. And I remember preaching. And as I was preaching, someone comes in the room crying. And they start crawling to the stage. Forgive me! I'm a sinner! Forgive me! What do you think that was? That's the conviction of the Holy Spirit. I I gave you an experience that we had recently, Dominion Night at Apex. I called an otaku for healing. Healing. So, you know, I'm going there, and you know, when there are a few people in the otaku for healing, I like to ask what the issue is, because if you wanted to know why I do that, I've got different ways I pray for different issues. Okay. So, I'm laying hands, and I reach, I'm like, what's the issue? I'm a sinner! You don't know the things I do. And so before the person could start mentioning, I had to quiet them down, list the neighbor hears. What do you think that is, if not the conviction of the Spirit of God? 
I've seen that sometimes in a dramatic way, sometimes in a not so dramatic way. But for all of us to come to a place of salvation, it means there was a conviction in our hearts. Somehow we knew, uh uh-uh, there's somebody invisible who we are messing with. Somebody say amen. Some of that stuff that you are taught, some of that stuff that you are taught in high school or, I don't know, colleges and whatnot, in a Pwafi exam, you've already forgotten everything in that. How come you... How come you forget so quickly? Because for most of those things you write, you're not convicted about them. You just write. Hallelujah. No conviction about Karl Marx. So right now, if I'm to ask you, some of you in, who are in first year, second semester, if I'm to ask you about first year, first semester, hey, why are you talking to me about junior things? Because there is no conviction. So he says, when he comes, you convict the word of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. So he doesn't just convict of sin. He can convict of righteousness. Imagine that, where you are convicted about your righteousness. I want you to think about that. Where you are convinced about your righteousness. The... There was a challenge. I'm trying to remember. But there is a challenge that uh, some people had and a number of people would have if you've studied history. Most of them when a country would colonize another they would try to maybe grab the, the, the princess or the prince and take them back and maybe try to raise them either as a slave or however way they want to raise them. But the challenge that they would have is that most of the princes and the princesses had a way of thinking which was difficult to remove. Somehow you couldn't get the prince to think like a slave. When you try to get him to think like a slave, you'll say, no, I am Prince Nobutu of the Shenshenshenshen people. And I order you. Why? Because that's the way he was brought up. Is somebody getting my boy? So the Holy Spirit convicts of righteousness. Imagine coming to a place where you are so convicted about your righteousness, which is your righteousness in Christ Jesus. Where you know that you know. And you know, righteousness, it's a nature. It's where you know that you are there to manifest the rightness of God. You know that because you are there, the rightness of God is manifested in a situation. And that's how the Holy Spirit works. He convicts you not just of sin, He convicts you of righteousness. That's why for a person who is saved, if a a person who is saved does something wrong, the conviction is different from a person who is not saved. The person who is saved, the conviction is you are too good for this. You are too big to talk like this. You are too anointed to think like this. That's how the Holy Spirit is. He convicts you of righteousness. Say, I'm fully convinced. The Bible says, and of judgment. Now, I want to show you another catalyst of conviction. Doctrine. 
doctrine or the word. Give me Titus 1 verse 9. Titus chapter 1 verse 9. The Bible says, Holding fast the faithful word as he has been taught, that he may be able by sound doctrine to both exhort and convict those who contradict. Let me read that again. Holding fast the faithful word that has been taught, that he may be able by sound doctrine. Does it say by eloquence? Does it say by raising your voice? It says by what? By sound doctrine. Why? Because God watches over his word. So if what you are speaking are the oracles of God, what happens? You find that your words convict others because you are speaking the word of God. I remember one case uh, I was in my first year of university and I was in someone's room and some of the music that we were playing was completely awful and I asked if they could there was actually a visitor in the room a female and she was playing that awful music so I asked if it could be toned down a bit and the person was very upset by my request Hey, who do you think you are? Talked and talked and talked. The very next day, I forgot what I said. I think I replied with the scripture. The very next day, I received a request. I would like to see you. And the person said, my heart couldn't let me. My heart just couldn't allow me. I want to know the Jesus you know. And I led that person to Christ. That person is currently serving as a deaconess, not in this ministry, but currently serving as a deaconess somewhere. What do you think convicted them there? It's a sound doctrine. So meaning, if you get to study the word of God, what happens to you? You come to a place where your words can convict. And remember, we're not just looking at studying for the sake of convicting others. This word of God that you study can convict you. It can, come you to, it can bring you to a place of full discernment, a place of full realization, a place of full persuasion because you've overstudied it. So tell your neighbor sound doctrine. The faithful word as he has been taught. Now when it says as he has been taught, that shows you that another agent of conviction is your teacher. That's another agent of conviction, your teacher. You know, there's something the Bible says about pastors that people don't know. Uh, let me show you. Hebrews chapter 10. No, Hebrews chapter 13. Can I show you from Hebrews chapter 10 first? I was reading this the other day and it got me thinking. Hebrews chapter 10. Give me verse 24. I just want you to see something. This is just the by the way. Okay, let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Next verse. I'll not even give a commentary on this one. Eh? So it says, not forsaking the assemblies of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another as so much more as you see the day approaching. Wait there. So we're being told, 
don't forsake meeting together as some have a bad habit of doing. Look at the very next verse. For if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for our sins. I just found that context interesting. Let's go to Hebrews 13. I'll not give a comment on that. Hebrews 13. (laughs) How do you think heaven regards people who forsake meeting together? Hebrews 13. Verse. And worse off, convince others to do the same. Verse 7. I want us to see a context here. You understand why every person needs to be pastored. So it says, remember those who rule over you. Now, someone would think this is talking about the politicians. So let's look at the context. It says, remember those who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you. So in this context, it's talking about those who have spoken to rule, who have spoken the word of God to you. And the Bible is saying they rule over you. And it says, whose faith follow Human beings have been made to be imitators. There has to be certain people whose faith you follow. Hallelujah. Everyone must have people whose faith they follow. And it says, considering the outcome of their conduct. So you've noticed that this person practices faith and this faith produces this kind of results. And you decide, I will follow their faith considering the outcome of their conduct. There probably must be something they know. Now look at the further at the context in verse 17. It says, remember those who rule over you. Uh-uh. Verse 17. It's not yet here. Obey those who rule over you and be submissive for they watch out for your souls. Listen. There are certain gentlemen and women who you may not like but if you know that this is a person who determines whether I get an A or a B plus or a C you'll find there's a certain reverence you give and you submit to them. They will tell you, this assignment is due in two days. You'll say, oh, oh later. Yeah, the first one. <laughs> because you know, they watch out for your grades. Now, the people God gives you, they watch out for your soul. The day you read this and understand it, you will let go of childish thought patterns such as it doesn't matter which church you're at. Says who? It matters who is watching over your soul. It actually does matter. No, come on, you have to take such things seriously. Because if you read in the book of Revelations, each of the churches was given a different reward and a punishment as a church. You need to read it in the Bible. So it says, for they watch out for your souls as those who must give an account. So an account what should be given. You can imagine, God is deciding your reward. And he says, uh, Frederick, what do you think? And it says, let them do so with joy, not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. So conviction also comes by those God gives you. Who's ever been at a place where there's a statement to you but there is something that happened the day you heard your pastor say the same statement to you. It's like something settled in your heart. It's like there was an agreement. There was a bond formed in your heart. Who's ever been in that place? Imwen. Who's ever been in that place? <laughs> Hallelujah. So I've shown you a few 
stuff concerning conviction. And so I want to get to something a bit more, uh, a bit different, but in the same line. But I really want to get us thinking. The reason I'm teaching this topic is because I don't necessarily see that many word word believing people. I was in my office the other week and someone came to see me and I explained to them a lot of things. So afterwards when I was praying for them and releasing them I was asked you don't have any word for me. I was thinking, have you heard the stuff I've just explained to you? Listen. There's a certain culture towards the word of God that we need to develop. There's a certain culture. And, by the way, the prophetic is very necessary, very important. The prophetic is not just for confirmation. The prophetic comes for legalization. It can come to offer you a sword in a time of battle. But there's a reverence for the word of God that we need to have. Well, you reverence the word of God because it is the word of God. And that's why any prophecy that comes to you that does not match with the word of God, you've got no reason to accept it. I've told you before, I remember I received the word. I was about to have a conference and I received the word from somebody. They saw witches attacking the conference and people did not come. I immediately called the conference director and asked for them to increase the chairs. I said, increase the chairs. People are coming. I wasn't going to believe that stuff. And it was also presented wrongly. You don't come to a person and the word leaves them feeling hopeless as though there is nothing they can do about it. Anyways, let's continue. <laughs> Reminds me of other words I've received. Okay. So, there is a way the, the word of God works. So now, there is a certain way we need to start reverencing the word. And... Today, I'm, I'm particularly focusing on the word that's in the scriptures. There is a way we need to start reverencing. You have to treat it as holy. Set it apart in your heart and regard it as holy. Amen. A few, I think a year or two ago, no, about two years ago, when City of the Lord Church just started, we we had an experience where we were failing to find a venue. Some of you may not know, but venues are not very easy in Lusaka. So we we're struggling to find a venue. And we didn't want to start the church from a classroom or something like that because we felt our level of faith was bigger than that. Hallelujah. <laughs> we felt a little bit too big for that. Also, we do want to be competing with many other churches. You know, sometimes in the school setups, you'll find you're preaching, then that side someone else is preaching, that side someone else is preaching. And then you'll find you, you're a very calm preacher. This side, not necessarily the most calm. So you're just hearing your, 
you find you're talking about something else and you just hear one of your members and there was a period when everything was seemingly going wrong at the same time there was a an eviction of some sort and when we're trying to sort that no there was something else that happened which would have caused us not to be registered something like that and at the same time we're trying to run around and deal with that then there was an eviction on the same day we received the phone call ah we are giving the place to the highest bidder highest bidder can you imagine that and what I was I've always been the kind who whenever something like that is going on you find the Lord will come do this do that do that nothing was happening nothing of that sort was going on and I remember every Sunday I would come stand before the church not knowing if we will meet the next week so all I used to do is just lift my hands and say you are my peace in did you notice I used to sing it every week? How do you remember? It was every week. <laughs> Such that recently when we sang it, I was just being blessed. Someone came to ask me, Pastor, is anything wrong? <laughs> Anyways. What then happened? I remember writing a song to the Lord called One Word from Jesus. I just wanted one word. Like, Lord, just one. Just say one word. One word one word and everything will be good then as I was writing that I realized I had a thousand I had thousands of words in here and if only I could reverence them more than I would reverence if an angel came to talk to me if only I could reverence this stuff I was seeing in the text it was going to work for me hallelujah so I had to can you imagine I've actually got options I can open the Bible and choose my word wait <laughs> like I can open the Bible and choose it I, I get <laughs> hallelujah <laughs> oh my goodness and we started applying the word of God if you wanted to know that's how we came here and we are applying the word of God for bigger things. I'm just telling you that this thing, th- this stuff works. You have to be, you have to come to a place of conviction where if God said it and you believed it, then it settles it. So God said it. Where did he say it? Don't you remember when he was talking to me? When did he talk to you? Didn't he talk to me through Dr. Luke? What did he say? He said, Behold, I give you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to defeat all the powers of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm you. The day I heard that, I did not necessarily need 15 people to confirm for me to go preach in a town. I was taught, I was taught directly. Can you imagine? We had a meeting. I don't know if you were there in that meeting, but we had a meeting where he was literally telling me, I've given you authority. And I was the one in front. I said, I, I said, yes, preach on, pastor. 
to trap on snakes and scorpions. My legs were like this. <laughs> Glory to God. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. And then I was there that day when he said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go. The, the day I heard that 2,000 years ago, I'm telling you, my life has never been the same since that day. Hallelujah. <laughs> I don't remember that time when we saw heaven through the eyes of Ezekiel. Do you remember that time? Was that in chapter... Is that chapter 1? Or when we saw it through the eyes of Isaiah. Listen, you have to come to a place where you take the word of God personal. You take... Consider it real. Like, you... Listen. Listen to me. It won't always happen that in a tough situation, someone will come to you and tell you, no, it will be well, you will make it. If it happens, praise God. But it may not always happen. The Bible says David encouraged himself in the Lord. Do you know what David was going through in that period? God anointed him as king and things kept going from bad to worse. Imagine you're anointed as king before you know it. You know the time David had to act like a madman to preserve his life. And then the only people who were following him were rejects. And guess what he did with those rejects? He made the mighty men of war again. And then those rejects, it reached the day where those same former rejects turned against him. They all wanted to kill him. And the Bible says he hid himself. Then he encouraged himself in the Lord. That can only happen when you believe his word. When you believe the scriptures. I'm praying to raise people who believe the word of God as it is. Take me to Mark. Take me to Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11. And I want you to take me to verse verse 12. Mark 11 verse 12. The Bible says now the next day when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry. Oh, hallelujah. This was Jesus. I've got a feeling this was around 15. The Bible says he was hungry. Mm -hmm. And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he could find something on it. When he came to eat, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. Are you seeing the way a faith person thinks? It's clear it was not the season for figs. It's clear that maybe in that period, they've written, no, we are not employing anyone. You, that's when you go, like, ah, that's my cue. <laughs> like, that's my cue. I don't know if you're getting my point. It's clear that no, for that sickness, there is no cure. You, that's when you go for a test. Is somebody getting what I'm trying to say? It's clear that they are not enrolling anymore. That's when you apply. Now, I'm not saying apply late. I'm just trying to say the kind of mindset that Jesus had, as far as he was concerned, the fig should give him fruits in or out of season. The fact is he was hungry. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, for... If, 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 if they've told you, 
in this course no one gets an A that's when you even be excited oh my goodness I'm the first ever hallelujah that's the kind of mindset listen a faith mindset is always expecting something always expecting something it's not a mindset of it might not work it's a mindset of it must work now look at this Uh uh-huh in response wait go back okay how many of you know that when you begin to see things from the eyes of faith you will learn that everything has ears and everything has a voice how many of you know that everything has a voice listen the bible says when he came to it he found nothing but leaves for it was not the season for things if you had to ask me now this is me as friend i think the tree was talking i'm not saying it was talking in our voice but in whatever way of communicating it was saying no why do you want me to produce fruits it's not it, it, it's not my time look at what the bible goes on saying. in response jesus responds meaning he knew it had ears and for me, this is a conversation. Faith can bring you to a place where you start conversating with things. You get that company registration form. You get that, that company certificate. And if it tells you, no, you're not yet big on the market, in response, you, there's a reason why I got you. I didn't get you for scraps hallelujah i know there are other aspects of faith but i'll tell you the the primary aspect of faith has to do with talking it has to do with believing has to do with talking faith also has to do with working because faith without works is, is dead but the primary aspect of faith begins with how you talk and how you believe so he says let no one eat fruit from you ever again and the bible says his disciples heard it so he wasn't whispering. Sometimes we say we have faith when really we just whisper. I don't know if you're getting my point. You know, faith can be seen by your language. You know, there is this. Please bear with me. I, I'm a former a student. There is this demonic thing that goes on there. They call it I don't know what name they call it. If you're a Christian and you've ever participated in that nonsense, never do it again. Whatever place you go to, never do that nonsense again. Where I think when it's about to be exam period, they go and sing songs for the first years and telling them, wah, wah. That means you failed or something like that. eh? That's nonsense. I would have used a stronger word. With all the power of God in you, you participate in such godlessness. Do you know whose life you could be cursing by doing that? Do you know whose life you could be cursing? All that power in you, you participate in such godlessness as a joke. It's like those who participate in mock funerals. Somebody loses as a candidate. You participate in that silly mock funeral. You know, we once had a case where there was that mock funeral that happened. And later on that year, the person died. 
Don't you dare participate in such a believer. You're too big for that. Where is your heart when such things are happening? You should be the one encouraging them. Hallelujah. If there's any fresher in here, you've not wawat. No. Hallelujah. You never will. Ne- Back to the point. So it says, let no. What do people hear you say? Hallelujah. What do people hear you say? Listen, it's better people laugh at you for having faith than they agree with you because you don't have any. Don't settle in the realm of what's convenient for others to hear. When you're walking together and they say, Wait, now charge, I say, Yes. Of course, we are the charged ones. We are charged up. I'm so charged up. Lord Shedding ain't got nothing on me. I don't know if you're getting my mind. <laughs> the disciples heard him say, Now let's look at what happened next. Take me to somewhere, verse 21. 21, somewhere there, because he the topic changed. Start from 20. In the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. There's somebody in this place, maybe, maybe not, maybe you're listening to me, or you're in this place, or you're watching, and there's any illegal growth on your body. It's drying up from the roots tonight. Amen. Amen. By the time you get up, you notice it has dried up from the roots. Even if it's like a lamp or something, or that stuff, it will dry up from the roots and fall off. In Jesus' name. In the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Uh And Peter remembering said to him, Rabbi, look, that job that you confessed. (laughs) The trouble we have is that not everyone is able to. I don't know why not all of you are grasping the faith that I'm communicating to you. I'm telling you that this will be your story and that's the way you respond. No, no learn to respond to the word of God don't be so dormant when the word of God is being preached to you those who have heard you confess they will come and say you the God that you serve that's a true God hallelujah I declare you shall have what you say in Jesus so it says rabbi look the fig tree which you cursed has withered away and look at what Jesus says And Jesus answered and said, have faith in God. Now, if you read this from its original Greek context, do you know what he was saying? Give me NLT. Maybe it puts it better. Give me Amplified. Okay. None of them are doing it for me. If you read it in its context, do you know what it says? It says, have God's kind of faith. Have the God kind of faith. Have the faith God has. Back to the New King James. So it says, have faith in God. Or have God's faith. Or have the faith that God has. And what does it say? For assuredly I say to you, whoever says, it doesn't say whoever thinks, it says whoever says. That's why if you are having trouble with your thoughts, 
one of the easiest ways to deal with your mind is to deal with your mouth your mouth can determine your mind i can give you an example start counting in your mind from 1 to 10 just start counting you can even go beyond 10 some people's minds are faster than others it's not a competition you were only by 15 you were you and dani are you counting say your name out loud three times Okay, what has happened in the counting? Some of you don't even remember where you were. Also when you are counting money you don't want to talk. You know why? Because when you speak it can override what you are thinking. So the moment your mind is thinking you are a failure. You know in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I'm victorious and this is the victory that overcomes the world even our faith of above and not beneath. Hallelujah. Hey, let out a shout of glory. So he says whoever says to this mountain be removed and cast into the sea. Now here's the next part which I'll be dealing with next week. And does not doubt in his heart. There are some of us who are very good confessors. But we've not dealt with that issue called doubt. And I'll show you how we can deal with it. It says does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things which he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. These are the words of Jesus. Saints either we believe it or not, you can have whatever you say. and Jesus has given us the formula that you must have faith in God so this is beyond being positive this is being faithistic it's not, it's not about positivity because faith has a source faith how does it come by hearing and hearing by the word of God so you're definitely not going to say anything outside the word of God so this is a worded up person imagine this human being with a mouth loaded with the word of god satan's greatest enemy <laughs> satan can't handle a person who's loaded who's loaded and a person who's loaded a person who talks it because the word of god has got an ability to make you what it talks about the bible says I commend you to God and to the word of his grace which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among those who are sanctified. It's got the ability to build you. You may be thinking I don't know much. I'm small in my faith. But I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. Hallelujah. So whoever says to this mountain be removed and cast into the sea I I I decided to go to this cause we need to go back to some of these basics. We need to start watching what we say again. We need to look back at what we are saying. We need to start watching what we say not 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 necessarily just in church, but what you say on Tuesday and what you say on Thursday and what you say on Friday. You must be consistent in your faith and be consistent in your confession. You need to watch what you say when the deal goes through and when the deal doesn't go through. When the deal doesn't go through, ani muzambia chabe muziwa ma deal paka muziwa bantu. You are literally confessing that until the day you know someone you a deal will never go through for you. But listen, there is what is called favor with men. Where there are 15 people who know someone. 
but then they just came and said i just want this one why i just want this one when you bid for something with the chinese but they choose you start when you speak the word of god you get word of god results this is a jesus formula he has told us that it works he has told us that we shall have those things which we have said those things which we have said we shall have them oh may we move from believers to possessors may we move from merely confessing that we are abraham to actually having an isaac in the name of jesus i pray for you in jesus name may your hands touch that which you have spoken may you touch with your hands that which you have seen in the spirit May you see with your eyes that which you've already seen in the spirit. May your words become flesh in Jesus name. May your words become flesh and dwell among you in the name of Jesus. May your words become flesh. These words are incubated in your spirit. I declare in the name of Jesus you are breathing them to life in Jesus name. Come on, I want you to spend a minute declaring declare the word declare the word of god over your life come on get up on your feet and decree and declare listen you have to learn to talk like a believer in the name of jesus i am a person of results in the name of jesus the glory of god is manifested in my life i'm seeing results oh glory 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 Glory, 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 glory. Declaring your area of interest in the name of Jesus. I'm a minister functioning by the Spirit of God in Jesus' name. They come from many nations to be blessed by the Word of God. I decree and declare that everywhere I minister, the Word of God increases in that place. The Word of God increases in that place. Kerala Shatta Karabasata Lebrosh.